In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. Do you know today that the promise of God is I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly? That's the promise of God. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so many Christians do not know the fire of God. I've been praying for the fire of God. Jesus said he would baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. How we need that fire. How we need that zeal to proclaim the word of God. Oh yes, with zeal. How we need to get back to our first love. That's what I've been praying for. I want my first love. I want the zeal. I want everything that you've got. I want fire. I need it. I need it. I'm desperate for the fire. What about you? What about you? I remember one person said, well, I've given my life to Jesus, but I don't want to take the next step. The next step was surrender. She didn't want to take the surrendered step. And you know what? She's getting God's second best. She's getting God's second best. She's not getting his best. When we surrender and ask for the fire, we'll get the best from God, the best from Jesus. How we need the fire. You know, there are two things. There's the fireplace and the fire. We want the fire to be in the fireplace. That's the church. But the fireplace apart from the fire is cold. It doesn't warm anyone. There's no zeal there. I want both the fire in the fireplace. I don't want just the fireplace. I don't want just the fire. I want both fire in the fireplace. What about you? What about you? How have you been living during these days? Have you been living for Jesus or are you living for yourself? It's time to turn our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ who shed his blood for our salvation. I'm reading from Luke 7 verse 36. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at table. This is interesting. Not many Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with them, but this Pharisee did. Come and have dinner with me, the Pharisee said. And Jesus went and took his place. And a woman in the city who was a sinner having learned that he was eating in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster jar of ointment. This woman was desperate. Her only hope was Jesus. She bursts into the house of the Pharisee with the ointment 
in order to get to the ointment, you've got to break the whole thing. And there are two things that happened. The feet of Jesus were washed with the ointment in her tears. And she was filled with the same smell as Jesus from the ointment that she put on Jesus' feet. She stood behind Jesus at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears and to dry them with her hair. This desperate woman needs Jesus, and she comes with love. Oh, she comes with love. She wants to be forgiven. Do you need to be forgiven? Get to confession. Do you need to be forgiven? Go under the blood. Go under the blood. Then she continued kissing his feet and anointing them with ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw it, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know and have known who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him. She was probably a prostitute. If this man is a prophet, he should know what kind of woman this is who's making him unclean, that she is a sinner. Jesus spoke up and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Teacher, he replied, speak. A certain creditor had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debts of both. Now watch, now which of them will love him more? And so Simon the Pharisee answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the greater debt. Jesus said to him, You have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has bathed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. You gave me no kiss from the time I came in. She has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you her sins, which were many, have been forgiven. Hence she has shown great love. Now Simon is going to wonder, the Pharisee, who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus Christ came not only to heal the sick, but to forgive sins. Our sins are forgiven through the blood of the cross. Our sins are forgiven through what Jesus did on the cross, out of love for you, out of love for me. This woman showed love, and I tell you, love covers a multitude of sin, the Bible says. Jesus forgave this woman, and he had the power to forgive. He has the power to forgive you. You say, I've had an abortion. Let me tell you, that's not so unforgivable. God wants to forgive you. He wants you to become real. 
He wants you to become his. You say, but I'm unworthy. Get over it. Just get over the being unworthy. Go to confession. Blot out your sins by confessing them that the blood of Jesus would come upon you. Go to confession and ask Jesus to forgive you. I tell you, her sins, which were so many, have been forgiven. Hence, she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. Then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. But those who were at table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. He usually says, Go and sin no more. But that was understood. Your faith has saved you. What kind of faith do you have in Jesus today? That he can't forgive you because you're so bad. You've had three abortions. You've had nine abortions. What kind of faith do you have in Jesus today that he wants to say, your sins are forgiven. I love you. I want you for myself. What kind of sins have you committed? Every sin is committed, is forgiven by the blood of Jesus. The only sin that's not forgiven is not accepting final forgiveness. Oh yes, that is the sin against the Holy Spirit. The sin against the Holy Spirit. Chapter 8 of Luke's Gospel. Soon afterwards he went on through the city and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. Oh, the kingdom is not in words, but in power and in the Holy Spirit, and in joy. Jesus proclaimed the kingdom of God. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh yes, how we need to hear that, that the kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven there is no sickness, in heaven there is no doubt. In heaven there is no fear. God wants to fill us with heaven, the glory of God. He wants us to know that we belong to him and he belongs to us. Let me continue. The twelve were with him, as well as some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, whom seven demons had come out of her, and Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward, Cusa, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their resources. These women were necessary. Jesus is going from town to town, proclaiming the kingdom of God, healing the sick, casting out demons, doing what he needs to do. He needs to be taken care of. And these women took care of Jesus and the apostles. Oh, yes. Are you taking care of Jesus today? Are you telling someone about the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you taking care of Jesus today? 
Have you told him, I love you, Lord? Have you taken care of Jesus today? Or are you just, well, you know, I'm stuck. Well, if you're stuck, get unstuck. Go to Jesus in your being stuck and tell him, I don't want to be stuck anymore. I need you. I'm desperate for you. I love you. You don't need to be stuck. You've been forgiven by the blood of Jesus if you accept it. If you accept it. You say, but I had that abortion. Listen. Listen. There is forgiveness for that abortion. There is forgiveness for you so that you might know that God loves you. And I won't tell you about that abortion. That baby waits for you. That baby waits for you in heaven. So confess your sins. Give your life to Jesus. But don't pretend any longer. Don't be a person who is in the pity part. Poor me. I tell you, who's poor? Jesus became poor on the cross so that we might be rich in his mercy. Chapter 8 of Luke, verse 4. When a great crowd gathered and people from town to town came to him, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed. That's what the sower does. He sows his seed. How much seed have you been sowing when it comes to your money? How much seed have you been sowing? I hope you've tithing your money. You say, I can't, I can't pay my bills. Well, tithe it anyway. You'll see what God opened the windows of heaven. God will open the windows of heaven. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path and was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some seed fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered for lack of moisture. Some seed fell upon thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. Some seed fell on good soil, and when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. As he said this, he called out, Let everyone who has ears to hear him. What kind of soil has your seed fallen on? You say, well, I've let my worries get me the best. They keep on tormenting me. I tell you, give your worries to Jesus. Give your worries to Jesus. Another one says, I've got burdens of my own. I'm carrying them on my back. Well, take them off your back and give them to Jesus. That's what he wants. He wants your worries. He wants your burdens. He wants your life. Then the disciples asked Jesus what this parable meant. He said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but to others I speak in parables, so that looking they may not perceive, and listening they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Who is the sower? The Lord Jesus Christ. The ones on the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes 
and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Is that you? Then repent. The ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe only for a little while, and when a time of testing comes, they fall away. As for those that fell among the thorns, these are the ones who hear the word, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. But as for the ones on good soil, these are the ones who, when they hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patient endurance. Oh yes, patient endurance. We need patient endurance. Yes, I want to plant seeds. That's why I'm on the radio. Planting seeds, the word of God is the seed. I'm one of the sowers, and I want to plant seeds in your heart that God loves you and that he has a plan for your life. One person calls me and says, I don't believe God has a plan for my life. I said, whether you believe it or not, he does. He has a plan for your life. But I've been so drunk. I'm going to tell you, God forgives people being drunk. I remember a man who was a drunk. His wife came to me and prayed that I would pray for him. And when I prayed for him, I prayed that he would vomit the next time he drank. And you know what? He vomited his brains out and never drank another drop and started to care for his woman, for his wife. How beautiful, how beautiful, how beautiful. Verse 16. No one after lighting a lamp hides it under a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on the lampstand, of course. That's what you do with the lamp. You put it on a lampstand so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be disclosed. I'm going to tell you, nothing is hidden in your life and in mine that will not be disclosed. But mine is under the blood of Jesus, and yours can be too. Tell the Lord, whatever is hidden, Lord, I want to be covered with the blood of Jesus. I want forgiveness. I need forgiveness. I want to be covered with the love of God. Oh yes, that blood speaks love. That blood speaks forgiveness. That blood speaks greatness. I remember David Wilkerson, when he was first preaching, he went up to a man, one of the people in a gang, and the guy in the gang said, I'm going to kill you with this knife. And David said, every drop of blood that comes from me will say, I love you. I love you. I love you. Well, he was struck to the heart and repented of his sins and became a preacher. Oh, yes. We are called to do extraordinary things. We are called to do ordinary things with great faith. Let's continue. 
For nothing that is hidden will not be disclosed, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Then pay attention to how you listen, for to those who have, more will be given. Do you have faith today? Then more will be given. Do you have riches today? Then more will be given, but be generous. For nothing is hidden that will not be disclosed, nor is anything in secret that will not be known, nor is any secret that will not become known and come to light. Then pay attention to how you listen, for to those who have, more will be given, and from those who do not have, even what they seem to have will be taken away. Don't be the one that's going to be taken away. Don't be the one that thinks that God can't help you. Don't be the one that believes, well, my sin is too bad. Don't be the one. God is calling you today. God is calling you out of your darkness into his wonderful light. God is calling you into his presence where there is peace, where there is love, where there is joy. God is calling you, but how do you respond? I cover my face because I've been such a sinner and all. I take a covering off my face and I look at the cross of Jesus and I say, thank you, Jesus. You did it for me. Thank you, Jesus. You did it for me. Chapter 8, verse 22. One day he got into the boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us go across to the other side of the lake. That's the Gentile side of the lake. And let us go across to the other side. In other words, we're going to get there. But what happens? So they put out and while they were sailing, he fell asleep. A windstorm swept down on the lake, and the boat was filling with water, and they were in danger. They went to him and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he woke up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. They ceased, and there was a calm. Are you having a storm in your life today? Are you having a storm in your life today? Are the winds blowing of fear, anxiety, and guilt? It's time to go to the cross. It's time to be washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. It's time to say to Jesus, I'm all yours. Master, we are perishing. He woke up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. They ceased and there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? In other words, they could have done this themselves. Where is your faith? They were afraid and amazed and said to one another, Who then is this that he commands even the winds and the water? And they obey him. Who then is this? 
This is the Son of God. This is Jesus Christ, true God and true man. This is the heart of the Father. Oh, yes. Who is this? This is Jesus, the King of glory. This is Jesus, the King of surrendered hearts. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, she said. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. You are loved with an everlasting love. You are cared for. You only need to come to Jesus as you are, and he will heal you, he will forgive you, and he will save you by God's grace. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.